admire your courage, Miss... Uh... Trench. Sylvia Trench. I admire your luck, Mr... Bond. James Bond. Bonjour, Monsieur Bond. Where's 007? I think he's attempting re-entry, sir. My God, what's Bond doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Well, tell him to pull up. Immediately. Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? The martini, shaken, not stirred. Hang on, James. The thought had occurred to me. Looking for shells? No, I'm just looking. You have a nasty habit of surviving. What they say about the fittest. Do you lose as gracefully as you win? I wouldn't know. I've never lost. No more foreplay. Welcome to another episode of Bond Backwards. Uh, I am Anders Holmes of the Holmes Movies Podcast, and I am joined by my brother Adam over Skype in America. Nice to be here. Yes. In so Virtually speaking. <laughs> so this episode, we are going to be talking about, well, we're finishing off of uh, Pierce Brosnan's uh, tenure as uh, James Bond, and we are ending with the film that started his career as James Bond, and that is the 1995 film Goldeneye, directed by Martin Campbell, who also would reboot the the franchise again with Casino Royale in 2006. Th- this is a really good James Bond film, I would say. It It's not one of my favourites, but... I get why other people like it. And I went to see it actually on the big screen at the Prince Charles cinema a few years ago with my friend Andrew. And yeah, he, he, he really likes it. And, um, and there is a lot, I mean, th- basically the bond movies have been shut down for six years. Bro, uh, Dol- Dol- Timothy Dalton had left and there was a real uh, sense that maybe they wouldn't continue and they come back and, and you've got to say like, this film does come back with a bang and they do yeah. get the whole, um, post-Cold War thing so right. The casting of Judy Dench as M is genius. That first scene yeah. with her and Pierce Brosnan uh, and Michael Kitchen is great. You've got some other really fun... Um, you've got fun actors like left, right, and center in this movie, great characters, and um, and a plot that is about, you know, the past coming back to haunt you, blah, blah, mm. blah. Um, so I do like it on that front. I just, for whatever reason, I never just... I just never buy Pierce Brosnan as Bond. Really? Um, there's something stupid about him. There's something like he feels like a meathead in a way that some of the other, like most of the other actors don't. And um, I'm a real Timothy Dalton fan. So when I was, when I've been watch, I've been watching them in order and the leap from license to kill, which I think is a really good movie to this is, is harder for me to take in some ways. But you know, putting all that personal stuff aside, this is a really... This, you're right, this is a good Bond movie. Like, this is among the better Bond yeah. movies. It's also just um, a really good action film as well. There's some really great action scenes in it, and it's sort of at that little sort of tail end of people still using sets and practical effects before computer-generated images kind of took over, and the result was 
die another day. Right, exactly. And 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 the um, yeah, there are some great moments in this movie. There are some really terrific uh, turns as well from from people. I mean, I think you have to mention the person who steals pretty much the entire film, which is Famke Janssen as Zenia Honatop. Yeah, she's one of the great. greatest like creations of the of the sort of fevered kind of teenage boy mind of the of the um you know the bond creates she's straight out of the Ian fleming books like a, a mm. sex crazed nymphomaniac who strangles who suffocates people between her thighs you know yeah, like, but th- this was like crazy. this was like a real you know great this was like a big big moment for her because she hadn't uh, this was like sort of started her career almost uh, as oh, really yeah that was like a big break yeah like, she's i mean she's terrific and um um and really plays it to the hilt i also think like her you know her her arc throughout the movie is also really satisfying and she gets to be seen off in a in a really satisfying way and unfortunately when she's out of the film it loses some of its power it's like defanged yeah. in some ways because she feels like the most dangerous of the of the villains um it's uh, sean bean is 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 good but it doesn't quite, he's, he's not like Sean Bean in Patriot Games, you know, and Sean Bean really feels dangerous in that movie. There's something a little bit... Um, well, he's more unhinged in Patriot Games. In Patriot Games, he's just fueled by revenge and hatred. And this one, it's... Well, he's fueled by revenge and hatred in this one as well. It just doesn't quite yeah. convince me for some reason. Yeah, it, it's a little bit more held back. I think in, I think Philip Noyce, the director of Patriot Games, kind of made him feel a bit more of a threat, and then, you know, especially in, in some of the action sequences, you know, in, in Patriot Games, you could really believe that this guy is is dangerous and needs to be taken care of. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think for real. I mean, like it, it has um, it has that it it, it you know, he's he's so much better in that movie, and I think that's the thing with what Sean Bean brings you is this kind of like power and and physical presence that that um, you know he uses so well in the in the series of TV movies that he did, you know, the Sharp yeah. uh, films, which which really kind of brought him to stardom at this point even so you know does it does a decent job um love to see robbie coltrane love to see joe don baker and obviously michael kitchen who's one of the great character actors um mm. as well shows up for the first time as, as bill tanner um and also uh, he, samantha, he samantha, comes back in um tomorrow never dies and mother's not enough yeah samantha bond as money penny is also great yes yes exactly um didn't samantha bond and sean bean didn't you see them in a play together i saw them playing macbeth and lady macbeth yeah julian glover was in that performance as well if you can believe it oh another bond actor right so um yeah it was a real james bond reunion uh nice. it wasn't great but it was uh it was fun um but uh, back to goldeneye i i guess what you, you have what you have to when you talk about this film talk about i think what still is its biggest cultural contribution and that's the tie the video game time yeah the nintendo 64 game which we had and i'm pretty sure millions of people had and it was a lot of fun yeah i think anyone who's listening to this in their who's in their late 20s 30s who basically who was a child in 1995 will remember or even older i mean lord knows like this game was massive and i think it really changed up what you could do in terms of first person shooters on a console and it, it in many ways it was never better and when they did um you know, N64 produced that sort of futuristic shooting shoot 'em up called Perfect Dark. I mean, yeah. it just it took basically all the good elements of Goldeneye in order to make that. Um, That's true. It's one. Of the, it's just one of the best things. 
ever. It's so fun, so simple. Uh, so, you know, they brought in all the, you could beat the different Bond characters, you played all the levels. Yeah, you and played, I was you played odd jobs. Recently. Or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I was watching watching the film recently and you could you could just walk around the i was like i, I knew the way around the set because i played the, the game you know yeah um it's um so um so that's that's really worth mentioning i think um yeah it's yeah i remember playing the game so many times i think i just sort of just any any time of the day we're just playing it and anytime anyone just had a gun and you ran out of weapons you just ended up just chopping someone with a hand and just like <laughs> oh yeah and you do that you do those things where you play just with throwing knives or whatever and it was yeah um or like anyway the um, or like the remote detonators like that like if you like you just place them on the ground and then they're like proximity mines and then they blow up when you like proximity mines yeah when you're near them they, or something like were, that they were painting us um but anyway and and speaking of stupid things do you have a stupidest bit in this film uh probably mini driver's cameo where she plays the singer doing is that the, mini driver that's mini driver yeah fuck off that is mini driver it's it, well she's be, she's a good singer but she's dubbed in the film but no you know that is mini driver i think that was one of her like early roles oh no there she is yeah sorry i was just looking at the how interesting so she was not she hadn't she wasn't known for, so it wasn't a cameo per se it was a yeah like a sort of early role kind of thing i mean she i don't think i don't think she really got noticed until probably until she she did cross point blank or goodwill hunting which came two years later Golden Eyes ninety five, Gross Point Blanks ninety seven, Goodwill Hunters. So when was Four Weddings? Is she in Four Weddings? She's not. Who am I thinking of? She's not in Four Weddings. You're thinking of Kristen Scott Thomas or Andy yeah. McDowell. Andy McDowell. I always get them confused. I'm sorry. Ladies with. I'm sorry. Big foreheads. <laughs> Alright. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I passed yeah. Mini Driver in the hallway at my film school once. That was quite cool. Oh interesting yeah. um yeah so okay and yeah that's it so that is, is is that stupid just because what because it's mini driver or no, it's because it's, it's not, just... Just, i just find that I, I just find that scene really silly i don't know just the whole like I don't, I don't know it's a bit distracting from the whole like valentine and bond sort of sort of standoff in that bar i think there is a sense in which um th they decide to make valentine funny and camp um immediately like there's no menace um at all uh, he's just he's just a funny character um it's a chance for them to use robbie coltrane's comic comic sort of um chops uh that said i do really enjoy it i do quite enjoy the sort of garbling of stand by your man um i guess for me it's got to be the um it's got to be the the sort of the bit where they're on the beach in cuba, cuba or wherever it is and it's like, it just looks like, and this is so much the problem with the Brosnan years, it starts to look like a Chanel advert, you know? And yeah, it's which, like just it's... a woman in a sarong and he's sitting yeah. there looking all like square-jawed and then they try and make it seem like he's all damaged or whatever and it just doesn't, It does. I just don't buy it. And it just feels so out of place in what's otherwise quite a good action movie to have this moment of reflection that doesn't feel reflective in the slightest. Um, it does feel a bit forced and I don't think he kind of buys... I don't in that moment I don't really buy that whole thing about Pierce Brosnan kind of questioning what to do about Trevelyan and killing him or not. I just never really bought that the inner turmoil. He's just sitting there just looking out at the sea and just maybe he's just acting for like a 
watch commercial or something like that. Right. It, yeah. Exactly. It just feels like a, it just feels like a commercial. So I I think that's my stupidest bit. Um, what do you? Uh, we haven't really talked about Natalia yet. What did What did you think of Isabella Skorupko? She's got her moments for sure, especially early on with Boris uh, played yeah. by Alan Cumming. Um, but she ends up being a little bit um, forgettable. So, but she, you know, she 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 helps out. Um, but a little bit that sense of um, you know the that she's very much the woman behind Bond. Like there's no mm-hmm. like we talked about last time with Michelle Yeoh being kind of an equal, being someone who's. Um, um, you know, on his level, like this, she's. I feel like Natalia is very much in the like traditional Bond girl category, like a, a, a definite sort of inferior. Um, so for me, it's a little bit, yeah, you know. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, she. I mean, yeah, I think her, her arc in the beginning of the film is a bit more fleshed out, and I think by the end, I don't know, she seems a bit sidelined throughout the sort of the other parts of the film a little bit. Yeah, I do like. Uh, uh, Godfrey John as uh, Colonel or General Ulmarov. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, no, there's, there's there's lots of there's lots of good people. Mm. Um, yeah, the late Godfrey John. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, I what, what what would you rate it? Or like oh sorry, what we rate? Oh sorry, what's your favorite? What would be your favorite location to go to in the film? Um, I can't remember. Is it Moscow or Saint Petersburg they go to? Saint Petersburg. Uh, yeah, in which case I'm going to St. Petersburg. Uh, I think the casino that he goes to at the beginning of the film where he's with uh, Zenia on the top. Is that in Monte Carlo? I think it's in Monte Carlo, yeah. Yeah, it is Monte Carlo. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay, you get to go to Monte Carlo, I'll go to um, St. Petersburg. Yeah, uh, any actor that you would you know, swap around in this movie or any, any recasting you would do? I would. Uh, I would recast Bond with Sean Bean hmm. and I would recast <laughs> Alec Trevelyan with um, I'd take you know what I'd do I'd take Robert Carlyle and I'd graft him into this because I bet Robert Carlyle could do a great thing with that you know in the sort of Begbie kind of men- menacing yeah. bad guy and then have Sean Bean um, as, as a menacing northern James Bond hmm. I'd like that that sounds pretty cool what about you? yeah I don't know I think like Thinking like you and Bremer and swapping Alan Cumming out for him. The guy who but plays... Alan Cumming's great, as Boris. Yeah, well, I mean, just to see what that would be like. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I'd probably do that. All right, then. Yeah. So yeah, because, you... again, one of the funny things about this film and Tomorrow Never Dies is actually the, the cast is pretty good. Like Everyone is. Everyone feels like they're in their right... I mean, Bond aside, I have my problems with Pierce Brosnan, as you know, but like, I think the most of the cast feel like they're... Yeah, everyone right everyone feels very well well placed, and everyone sort of yeah. I, I do I do want to talk about Joe Don Baker. Like he he is oh um, he's I guess he's going to be my favorite character. I I really like his uh, his whole turn in this, and he yeah. he doesn't seem to be taking anything very seriously. And um, I I just I I admire his whole approach to this character and and the character in general. It's a nice uh, update on the classic sort of Felix Leiter that is a sort of rumpled hapless. Um, CIA agent who's got a tattoo on his butt. Yo, Jimbo. Yeah, yeah. He, what he, about you? Do you have a favorite character? Um. Yeah. I. I mean, I like Jack Wade as well, but I really like. Uh, I like Valentine Robbie Coltrane's character. I think it would yeah. have been it would have been interesting to see him be featured a little bit more. I don't know. I think that's why they bring him back. In world is not enough because he's just too good a character not to have yeah. a reappear. But I think I don't know. It's just the tone of the 
it, it seems like it, 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 there's a difference in tone with his character in Goldeneye and then in World is, Not, World, World is Not Enough. It's a little bit different, but I mean, it's still the character is great and he's he's got some good good one liners as well. Yeah. All right then. But yeah, I mean, and also I think Martin Campbell did a very good job directing the film. I think he's he's quite an underrated sort of director in so many ways. So uh, what are you, what are we rating this movie? I'll give it three. Bang on three martinis. Yeah, I'd give it like three and a half. I think it's pretty enjoyable, and I'm you know I think I think it's pretty good, and it sort of it, it updates Bond for the post Cold Cold War era. It sure does. I mean, it, it ensured the survival of the franchise. That's the main thing. So. Yeah, and I think I mean you can sort of see like Martin Campbell was the kind of right person for the job in bringing Bond back for you know the for the for the time when Casino Royale came out. I think he had a very good sort of eye for for the character, and I think just in reintroducing it to us again. Yeah, it is interesting that he did both his movies. Um, cool. Well, Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye. On on to uh, the the most underrated uh, Bond, and that is Timothy Dalton. That will that will be next. Stay tuned. Oh yeah, for that. we've given away our feelings about him already. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, we look forward to getting a bunch of hate mail from the from the Dalton haters. <laughs> the Dalton haters. That sounds like a punk band. They're out there. There are people who really don't like him. Really? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Well. That, that concludes another episode of Bond Backwards. Do check back with us again. And also do check us out on iTunes and uh, Spotify and all our channels that we've mentioned on multiple episodes. And like I said, stay tuned and stay safe. Yeah, stay safe because it's a, it's a, it's a mad, bad Bondy world out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we will return. Yes, as will he at some point. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Stinging in the rain. That's not funny, 007. Where's your butler friend? Oh, he blew a fuse. Shocking. Where's Drax? Oh, he had to fly. Positively shocking. You missed Mr. Bond. I think he got the point. Right idea, Mr. Bond. But wrong pussy. You're not thinking that. I sure am, boy. You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Goodbye, Mr. Bond. It's a Smith and Wesson. And you've had your six. Hey.